Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, DP Sidhu. The Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity promises another great podcast. We've got starting left tackle Laramie Tunsil talking to him in a way that no one else has ever interviewed him. At least I like to think so. We talk about a lot of things um, just, you know, to give fans a chance to get to know their starting left tackle number 78 a little bit better. Also, it is a big week in case you haven't noticed. The Texans are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked to Joshua Briscoe of 8, 10 a.m. in Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming off a big loss. What are they saying in Kansas City about that team? And uh, we'll get into that with Josh a little bit later. But first, this podcast brought to you by Xfinity. And hey, Texans fans, the coverage of Xfinity XFi can't be beat. Stream your team all season long on every in-home device, no matter where you watch. This is Beyond Wi-Fi. This is XFi. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans and proud partner of the Deep Slant Podcast. So I'm not going to waste any more time. You're going to hear about 11 and a half minutes of my conversation with Laramie Tunsil. We talked about pretty much everything um, other than football. Laramie likes to talk about things, you know, as far as his interests go. And I think there's not really a lot of information about him out there because I like to do my due diligence and my research on a player. And I found it very hard to find stuff just about who he is as a person. So he's he's such a cool guy to cover in the locker room just from the few weeks that I've gotten a chance to see him and get to know him and and I really was hoping to get that across the interview and well I'll let you listen for yourselves here he is Laramie Tunsil on the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. Laramie welcome to the studio. Glad to be here. Have you for ever been sure. on this side of the hall no, day before? Never, never. You've not. Never, all right not. starting left tackle mm-hmm. you're amazing we all know that but I feel like people really want to know who the real Laramie is. Let's do it. So the first day that you actually spoke to the media you're wearing your Guns N' Roses 1992 tour shirt. Of course. And I don't know if you know this, but the media, like, fell in love with you. Really? After they the did. Guns N' Roses, huh? It, well, not so much that. I mean, I think everything, like, just how you were with them and, you know, you, music. You've talked about your taste in music. Mm-hmm. Pink Floyd is one of your favorites. Yes, yes, ma'am. Pink Floyd. Is that your sure. favorite? Probably my, More than Guns N' Roses? Yeah, it's Pink Floyd, then probably System of a Down. Oh, so okay. Yeah, System of a Down with a heavy metal. Can I ask you, you've got this, like, Mount Rushmore of music artists on your back. Yes. Who, I, I mean, I don't want to stare, but who are they? Because I... Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Tupac, Bob Marley, and Prince. Okay, so those are your top, yeah, top four. Top top four and then top genres I like. Hip-hop, rock, R&B. Okay. Your musical taste is pretty varied, and you like some old-school stuff. Like Love some old-school. Love some like, blues. You do? You're yeah. like an old soul. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that kind of music? I don't know. It kind of just, like came to me when I was in college. It's funny to say, because I really wasn't like this in high school. What did you like in high school? Like, straight hip-hop. Okay. okay. <laughs> straight hip-hop, and then uh-huh. when I got to college, I don't know, I just started loving old school. I don't know. It's was, it was weird. Yeah, I think it fits your personality. Yeah. I did some digging on you, so don't oh, be freaked out oh, by oh my gosh. stalking skills. I found out your uh, go-to karaoke song is Sade. No Ordinary Love. Oh, that hell true? yeah, that's my, yeah. That is my favorite <laughs> yeah, Sade sure. song. I love Sade. But I, I can't really picture you singing it because Sade is kind of. we got to have a karaoke night. We, I feel so like, like we are doing a disservice <laughs> if you don't sing it. So you're into Sade, too. Mm-hmm. I like Sade. Yeah. I like Sade the a lot. Greatest Hits is actually one of my most favorite albums. Yes, of course. Of all time. So in sports, if you had to do a Mount Rushmore of athletes on your back. Is this basketball be? or just like This football? can be whatever you want. I won't even, like, limit it to NFL football. That's tough. I don't watch sports like that, but, um... Do you watch any other sports, like, in your free time? Basketball, but not like that. Like, you're not a diehard fan? I'm not a diehard sports fan at all. Did you play a lot of sports growing up? I played basketball and football. 
That was the main one. In high school? Yes. Did you do track as well? I did shot put my sophomore year, but that didn't work out well for me. It didn't? No. Nah. Why is that? I was throwing like a 36, and I think people above me was throwing like 50s. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why did the basketball thing not work out? How'd you, how did you go football over basketball? Uh, if I would have made it to the NBA, I'd have been playing point guard. So that's one thing I stopped. So you didn't want to be a point guard? No, I didn't want to be a point guard at what all. What did you want to be? Center, for sure. Power forward. You wanted center. to be a center Power or a point guard? Power forward center, yeah. Oh, all day, okay. All day, but 6'5", you for sure get to the NBA, you're playing point guard. How tall were you in high school when you were playing basketball? 6'4". 6'3", 6'4". So you grew like one more inch yeah. when you got into college? <laughs> yep. All right, so you go to Ole Miss. I feel like I would picture you more of a California guy, but how did you end up at I like, Ole Miss? I like Cali, but... Um, I actually had a, a official visit to Ole Miss, and Robert Kimdichie and Laquan Treadwell was there. And we came, we got there, we, we sat down in this little room, we was all talking. We was like, why would we go to Alabama or Georgia when we could just come to Ole Miss and just change the program around? Okay. And that's one thing we did, beat Alabama, beat a lot of teams. We, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we didn't win a championship, but we won both games. So the goal was to beat a really good team like yeah, Alabama? Of course. Just to bring that program to the top, and I think that's what we did. Did you ever look at Texas? Never looked Any at Texas. Any Texas schools? No, no that Texas. was. It, was it ever in your thinking that you might end up one day living in Texas? Never thought that. Really? Never thought that. Did you think you'd live in California over Texas? I want to live in California when I'm done with everything, for sure. Yeah. State tax is kind of crazy, but. Well, Texas, no state tax. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, you Florida, got that. no state and tax. And you can visit California for mm, way exactly. cheaper. Mm -hmm. I mentioned California because your fashion, you're, you're probably one of the swaggiest O-linemen. Thank you. I think. And I think it's hard to do Thank as you. an O-lineman because you're a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. um, can I say that? Is that fair Yeah, of to course. Say? It's cool. Right. So, how, how did you get your sense of style or fashion? That came in college, too, matter of fact. At Ole Miss? No but No, that came in college. Um, my brother, actually, the one who started putting me on some swag, and then I just took it over from there. Okay. Yeah. What did your did your brother play wide receiver? Wide receiver at okay. Ole Miss. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. So Ole Miss. he does he dress like anybody on the Texans that you could compare him to? Uh, he does. He has his own style too. Own style. We got okay. our own style. Okay. Nobody copy nobody. Yeah. So how would you describe your style compared to most? My mine's kind of like <laughs> hippie-ish, rock and rollish modern days like old school like I'm, I'm all over the place yeah when it comes to fashion you've got your rock t-shirts mm -hmm. and then you have these gucci pants which, which, which was fake which were fake you yeah. made sure you uh -huh. shouldn't tell which people that because yeah, nobody would not? know you're an nfl player you why can not no i don't want to you want fake people it. to know they're, they're, they're fake. fake yeah have you been to harwin and hillcroft in the houston area because i think never. you would really enjoy never heard of it. the Is shops that like a mall yeah, you could probably have your choice of fake Gucci's, and I don't That's know if I should be advertising. <laughs> fake Prada, Pradas. <laughs> you get your choice of fake Pradas and whatnot there. That'd be dope. I also read that you're really into aliens. Huh. What's okay, we digging deep here. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I could be a PI detective. Okay. What's your uh, favorite alien movie of all time? I don't have, I've never seen an alien, E.T., what? E.T. is an alien movie. Yeah, that's Men probably in Black, only, Predator, like... That was alien. not alien movies. Like, it's one movie I actually seen, but I just don't know the name of it. Okay, oh my what is gosh. it? I don't know. I don't is know it old? Is it? It's an old movie for sure. Old movie. Okay, it's but I don't alien. watch alien movies like that. I don't watch. I'm not a movies guy. I used to get so much stuff about that. Like people used to come pick on me and everything because, because you're I, not I, in I the don't watch movies at all. Like Lion King, I seen it one time and I don't remember anything. That's when I was young. Okay. You, why you don't like going to movie? You just don't like going to the movie theaters. You don't like the experience. Just not of it. a movie guy. Just never been. Okay. Just never been a movie guy. You do like shows though. TV I love shows. concerts. 
Concerts. Okay. Concerts. What's TV all- shows. Uh, you, because you, okay, we'll get to the shows okay. in a second. Last concert you went to. Last concert I went to was the Dreamville Fest in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dreamville. Mm-hmm. J. Cole. Yeah. yeah, those shirts are everywhere. The Dreamville yeah. shirts. So dope. I got a couple shirts too. You got a couple. Okay, so yeah. J. Cole is uh, anybody that you want to see that's on tour will be on tour. Uh, Summer Walker. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know Summer Walker. I do. I know Summer Walker. You do. Yeah, she's coming here. And I what about Lizzo? Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo she was just here. She's yeah. from Houston, yeah. Yeah. I, I like don't know that much. you're into the female and yeah, of course, I of like course, that. You're yeah. very diverse yeah. in your rock and your hip hop. But I'm looking forward to Summer Walker. I can't wait to see okay. her. I think okay. she comes down to 30th. I'm not sure. Okay, so you're big into concerts. Not yeah. in the movies, big into concerts. Mm-hmm. You are into Stranger Things, though. Oh, sh- that's my show. Right I see. There. I knew. I, I but it's knew based I like it's based on the back of the day. It's it's aliens, you know. What I'm saying yes. very weird. That's right up my alley. And the music is really good. It's yeah, good it 80s is. music. Did you see their style? It's kind of like the the 70s. It's 80s. like 80s. Yeah, for mean, sure. It's, it's, I don't know if 80s are in yet. What well, are, are they in again? Is it old enough I, that it's, it's in, in again? for me? So you, well, you're, you're, yeah. you can probably carry that off. Mm-hmm. So you like? Is there any other show that you you binge watch? Uh, Stranger Stranger Things, Snowfall. And oh, it's a new series that just came out called Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> so is I don't it, know. It, is it about Wu Tang? It's about Wu Tang. Yeah. Oh, Talks well, about I them. mean, that yeah. does not surprise me. Yeah, you should. It's, it's a good show too. You should watch Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, travel. Do you like to travel? I do. I don't mind traveling. Okay. Where is the best place that you've ever gone on vacation? Uh, Costa Rica, for sure. Oh, okay, yeah. First time going zip lining it was pretty dope. Yes, that's actually I've gone zip lining in the jungle, so the dope. rainforest. So I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. So <laughs> like my, extra reinforced. I was zip. flying down at home. It was so much fun. <laughs> well, that's a little scary though, because if you are, a I'm kind of like a daredevil though. Okay, so you like, like my biggest thing, I want to skydive. I gotta go skydiving okay. soon. Like probably this off season, I gotta go skydiving. Like jumping out of a skydiving is jumping out of the. I, I always confuse it with uh, a parasailing. Skydiving is when you jump out of the. You when you jump that. out of the plane, okay. yeah. So uh, I, I probably, I, that's not really something I would do. <laughs> where, where would you like to travel that you haven't been yet? Uh, I want to go to Greece. I want to go to uh, Amsterdam, for sure. Okay. Uh, th- Thailand. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that's probably it so far. I don't know. I, guess. I, I like to pick places based on the food that I like. So okay. great, I, would, I would definitely do Greece because I love Greek food. You, yeah. you seem to be a foodie yourself, right? Of course. Big yeah. guy. How do you? So uh, yes. I found out about Greece through Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills went to Greece. He went to Greece. Yes, he said okay. the food is amazing. So I'm going to check it out. Well, Houston is great for trying out all these different foods, by the it way. Is. How it have is. you been able to? Have you liked Houston so far? Yes, I haven't been nowhere. I was like, have you gotten out of the <laughs> I stadium haven't, in I your have, house? No, I haven't been no. nowhere okay. besides the O-line dinner. But. How have those been? Can, can I ask, like, do you remember any of, like, a place that stands out The to last you? place I went to was, we got a dinner tonight, but the last place I went to, Steak 48. Oh, yes, of course. So it's pretty good. Yes, it's pretty good. We're, they're known for steaks here. Yeah. Uh, so who eats the most out of the Olin group? Mm. I want to see if it's changed since you joined. I'm going to have to give it to the Rook. I'm going to give it to Titus. I was like, which one? Oh, Titus out <laughs> Titus, eats everyone. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, music, just to circle back, mm-hmm. you played a lot of instruments. Mm-hmm. I thought of this because Titus can sing, from what I've heard. Yeah, he told me today he was in the choir. He was in a choir. And yeah. you play a lot of instruments. Mm-hmm. Play can you list all the instruments you play? Because I think I'm going to forget one. I know the basics of the guitar, the bass, and the piano. Okay. The keys. Okay. I know the basics. Did you teach yourself? I taught myself, yeah. I actually had a guy in Miami. That's really impressive. Yeah, I actually had a guy in Miami who taught me how to play the guitar. Yeah, so he used to give me lessons. Is it, it's not similar, though, like guitar to piano to bass? It's kind of got the same notes, but it's 
not similar, if that makes sense. I okay. don't know if that makes sense. You have a beat, you got a beat pad too, I right? I do have a beat pad. Do you make beats? I do make beats. Are you going to produce music one day? Do you think that's, that's my goal? I that think is, that's a very cool goal. That'd be dope, huh? Yeah, to make that's, some beats. That's my goal. But the main thing with music, you got to be consistent. Got to be consistent with it. So, have you been practicing? Uh, since I've been down here, no. <laughs> I mean, you've got all this free time, Laramie, right? Yeah, I like, know, right? Just and go I just home, go like, home and, and lay down, yeah. But yeah. Miami, I used to used to be on the music a lot. I don't have none of my equipment down here, but okay. I get it down here. I think me. that maybe in the off season, you and Titus, Zach Cunningham's a great singer too. Yeah, by the way. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, you guys should make some beats That'd together. Be That's just my suggestion. All right, what other impressions of Houston before I let you go? You were complaining about traffic the other day. Traffic is horrible, bro. Yeah, you're you're a true Houstonian if you're complaining about traffic. Traffic like is horrible. I know. Worse than that. Miami. Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. I thought Miami was pretty bad. Miami is, is pretty bad, but I, we can get through. You can take back roads. Houston it seems like you can't take no back roads. Yeah, you got to give it a minute. I think you'll yeah. find some. Houston, cool, though. It's I cool. Like All right. Well, welcome to Houston, Laramie. It's good to get to know you. For sure. All right. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. I feel like I'd be the type of guest at a dinner party that would really annoy you where they just kind of come at you rapid fire with every single question uh, before they move on to the next. But I, that's I literally felt like I had so many questions for Laramie that I just... Wanted to get to know him, and it was just a very nice, organic conversation. And then at the end, I told him, I said, hey, I'm, I'm sorry I went kind of fast. I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out. And I had a list written down somewhere of things, topics that I wanted to get to. And he said, all right, well, take a look at your list. Did you forget anything? So I actually looked at my list, and I, I, wanted to, I, I may have had like one or two things. And he actually answered them. I can't really even remember what they were, but he was, he was laughing about it. He was great. And another thing, as far as... Uh, skydiving and parasailing. I do not confuse those two things. I confuse skydiving and hang gliding, which I know really doesn't sound much better, but I felt like I should clarify that. But I felt like Laramie's talks about Costa Rica, about Greece, about Thailand, about Sade, there were a lot of things in common with me. He's a little bit of an old soul. Uh, Not that I'm old. I'm just a little bit more mature than Laramie. And I was joking to Tyler Marcotte, who shoots our our interviews, because this will also be up on HoustonTexans.com. I said, I am just like Laramie Tunsil, Tyler, and I'm sure everybody would agree with that. All right, so anyway, let's change gears. Let's talk Kansas City Chiefs. This is a big matchup. I really still don't understand why it's not a primetime game. I absolutely think it should be. It should at least be a 3 p.m. game because who wouldn't want to watch the two highest uh, quarterback, passer rating quarterbacks face each other for the first time in their NFL careers, two guys that were taken one pick apart in the 2017 draft. They're good friends. They're doing tremendous things on the field. They're very dynamic. They're very similar. And now they'll get to go head-to-head uh, with two teams that are really, really good in the AFC this year. So we get to talk to Joshua Briscoe of 8, 10 a.m. Now, mind you, Kansas City is coming off a tough loss to the Indianapolis Colts. I was actually the one game that you wanted Patrick Mahomes to win. They unfortunately couldn't pull it out. So it's a little bit of the sky is falling in Kansas City. But, you know, we all know that they'll somehow manage to pull through because they've got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. But we talked to him about the state of the Chiefs right now. Here he is on the Deep Slam podcast. Joshua, long time, no talk. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. My ankle feels fine. That's going around right now, so I can't complain. I was going to say, ankles are a thing right now. Well, it is <laughs> Wednesday. The, the Chiefs are back at practice, so let's just get right to it. I saw some of your tweets. It looks like Patrick Mahomes was out there practicing. What did you think of how much he was able to do? In the portion that we got to see, which was an illustrious two and a half minutes or so, he was trying to get some work in on that ankle. He talked in the availability beforehand. He said it felt pretty good. Uh, he was asked how good. He said, not perfect, but, you know, good enough. 
he he was doing a little bit that we saw again at the very very beginning. He wasn't he wasn't super taped up. He wasn't treating it super gingerly or anything. And I would actually argue that towards the end of the Colts game on that last drive, he was moving around decently. So I think he'll be good to go by Sunday. Obviously, Kansas City coming off the first loss of its season, uh, losing to the Colts on Sunday night. We were really all rooting for uh, Kansas City down here, that is. Uh, you know, what started off as high hopes for a shootout, the way that it ended, what's been the reaction in Kansas City? Now, you're a few days removed from it, obviously, but, you know, what's sort of the sense that you get in covering the team? It depends on where you look. Because um, I laugh because I think of uh, the, the gif of uh, Donald Glover and community walking into the room that says everything's on fire he's holding pizza boxes and just looking like what is going on that's twitter twitter has been that the last couple of days for this disastrous four and one football team um and then you know taking calls in the post game show and whatnot you're going to find the the people that are going to dig into it really dramatically i think for the most part a lot of people have concerns on the run defense and people have a lot of concerns about Mahomes' health and then what this offense looks like until it gets healthier because that's a huge issue right now um, but I, I think that the grand, the grand scheme of things, the majority of people see that as being a, a really bad game on Sunday night that had a lot of things going wrong for the Chiefs and not necessarily indicative of some meltdown coming over the next few weeks. I know everybody down here is very excited to see Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. When you look at their numbers, each of them, between the two of them, 22 touchdowns, one interception, that one interception, of course, Deshaun Watson's. But the numbers these guys are putting up, being from the same 2017 draft class, what's the reaction up there in Kansas City to get to see these two quarterbacks go head-to-head for the first time? I'm really excited about it. And, and Mahomes talked about it a little bit today. Andy Reid talked about it a little bit today. Uh, this is not some like super secret inside report, but I, I'm piecing some stuff together. Uh, I think if Patrick Mahomes would have been taken by the Bears at two or three or whatever, um, I think the Chiefs would have probably made a move for Deshaun Watson. Clearly Mahomes was was the first guy on their board, but I really think that there's, there's a ton of, of respect for him from this front office, and the same goes throughout the fan base. I'm really excited to see these two guys go head-to-head, and, and frankly, like I think we're going to see that happening for a really long time. The, the, even their playing styles, like the places where they do kind of jive, they're obviously different quarterbacks in a variety of places, but the, the excitement level that both of these guys have with the, the incredible amount of talent around both of them is super, super exciting. Let's talk about some of that talent. I remember watching in week one Tyreek Hill going out with that clavicle injury against the Jaguars. And when the uh, reports came out about when he would return back to the lineup, I know we were all looking at the calendar like, oh, that's, uh, that's right around week six when we play Kansas City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does he need some more time to recover? Because I'm fully going to vouch for that. But what can you tell us about Tyreek Hill and his situation? I can tell you what the Chiefs have told us. What the Chiefs have told us is that they don't totally know what to do here. Andy Reid made the point today. This doesn't happen ever. This isn't a football injury. Like, this isn't a hamstring or a groin or a concussion or a shoulder in a traditional sense. Like, it, it, we're talking about joints and the clavicle and which way it pops out and pops back in and everything. The 100% indicator for Tyreek Hill is just going to be, hey, if somebody lands on him, is he more likely to have this injury happen again or not? As soon as they can say either that the risk is very, very low or almost zero, then he'll be playing again. He'll be playing at full speed and all of that. He's not limited in a range of motion or anything. He's catching passes. He's still super fast. Like, all of those things all seem to be good. If he was playing flag football, he might have played in week two or by, at least by week three. 
At this point, though, it's just what happens if somebody lands on him at an awkward angle again, and, and would he be able to withstand that? So in practice, has he been out there the last few weeks? Otherwise, he seems like he's able to do what he normally does when he's when he's out there and healthy. Is that correct? Yeah, so he, yeah, he practiced last week, and um, there was a little bit of confusion about Andy Reid kind of referring to him as being a full participant, and if that's actually true or not, it's... It was from Andy Reid's perspective, he was doing everything they were asking him to do, which obviously didn't include, uh, you know, full hits and and body weight situations like you would see in a game. And so I expect it to pretty much be the case this week as well. Um, As far as all of the non-contact stuff, he's, he's been fully participating and good to go. All right, let's talk about some of those other injuries from Sunday night's game. Chris Jones, he was the defensive lineman. He was also among the injuries, and I saw Ian Rappaport tweeting out that he may miss some time um, and that he's probably the most significant injury coming out of Sunday's game. What is it about Jones that makes him so important on that defense? Who steps up in his place if he can't go, and what is your confidence level that he would be able to play on Sunday? So the, the thing that he brings is, is the incredibly rare skill in the NFL to absolutely just wreck from the middle of a defensive line. You know, fastest way to the quarterback, all of those cliches, getting there as quickly as possible, all that. He's that guy. I mean, he's not producing at the Aaron Donald level, but the second tier of guys at that position includes Chris Jones. You could have him at two or you could have him at four, but but Chris Jones is in that next tier. And, and he is so important to this pass rush that has had some significant problems already this year, even after trading for Frank Clark this offseason. Um, at this point, because of that sort of estimation of he could miss time week to week, you know, putting that in giant air quotes, I'm not terribly optimistic um, about him playing in this game. And as far as who steps in for him, Xavier Williams got a bunch of playing time on Sunday, but he was just put on injured reserve. Colin Saunders, a small school guy, third round draft pick, he was inactive through the first few weeks of the season. He was active against the Colts for the first time. He's just he's a developmental piece at this point. Derek Nottie's already starting. So, they, I mean, they made a, a, a very quiet roster acquisition, two of them yesterday, with signing an O and a D lineman. All of that to say, I don't really know what the plan's going to be there. It could be Colin Saunders. They could do more Tano Passigno and Emmanuel Ogba in the middle of the line instead of at the end. But there's there's no replacing Chris Jones's production without him out there. And whoever they do try to put in that spot is going to have a really hard time being half of that player, honestly. I know in the offseason there was a lot of news made about uh, the signing of Frank Clark. The Chiefs obviously invested very heavily um, in, in bringing him over. How has he lived up to the expectations since he signed there? I mean, you could check out his Twitter, like, personally, and you'll see that he hasn't lived up to his own expectations. It's early, and so I guess I can talk to you differently than I'm talking to the Chiefs fans who are watching him very, very closely on a weekly basis. You guys know, I mean, this is this is a pass rusher in a new spot trying to figure out what exactly the extent is that, that he can produce to. He's, he's gotten a lot of attention from opposing offenses, though. And, and so he's gotten a ton of double teams, taken a bunch of chips. Like, he has been the focal point for a lot of offenses. And trying to deal with him and Chris Jones, you would expect someone else to be thriving a little bit more. There was kind of the Emmanuel Ogba game just basically being the guy that doesn't get all of that attention. But but he hasn't been super, super productive. He's been very good in the run game. He's 
had a lot of attention paid to him, but he has not gotten to the quarterback at nearly the rate that you expect him to whenever he's paid this way. So he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on. If he breaks through, like that's really bad news for Deshaun Watson, really bad news for the Texans, but he hasn't had one of those games as a Chief yet. I know we talk about pass rushers a lot and keeping these quarterbacks upright and healthy because they are such a precious commodity. What are they saying up there in Kansas City about that O-line having to face the likes of J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless on Sunday? Um, I would like to just let out an exasperated sigh because that's probably (laughs) the answer. Um, You saw on on Sunday night, I think a lot of people probably found out that Justin Houston was a Colt. And uh, you saw him emphasizing that a couple of times. Eric Fisher, the, the number one, the, the former number one overall draft pick, and uh, a guy who's really rounded into a, a really nice tackle. He was a Pro Bowler last year, which he's not, he's not even the best tackle on the team, but he's a, a totally solid left tackle. He's been out now uh, for a little bit, and, and he will almost certainly not be playing against the Texans. And that's a really big problem because Cam Irving, a former first-round draft pick with Cleveland, uh, he was okay filling in for Eric Fisher before that Colts game and against Indianapolis, he got whooped. I mean, it was, it was really rough. And then the rest of the offensive line sort of seemed to fracture outside of him. Mitch Schwartz on the right side, he has shut down everyone he's blocked for as long as he's been in Kansas city. He was doing that in Cleveland also. I, I could not be less worried about the right tackle spot, but uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif at right guard, relatively highly paid, but um, hasn't been outstanding this year. And then at center and left guard, you've got inexperience. You've got Cam Irving at left tackle. That entire left side of the line uh, has presented a lot of concern over these last couple of weeks, never more evident than it was against the Colts in prime time. All right, Joshua, what are some of the other big storylines that you're following this week as the uh, Chiefs get ready to host the Texans? I think maybe the single most interesting thing, sort of non-injury division, that's come out of the last couple of weeks is how much man coverage teams have been playing against the Chiefs. The Lions did it pretty successfully. And then the Colts, under their, their defensive coordinator, Eberflus, over the last 20 games or so, um, they've never played more than a, about 26% of their time in man coverage. And they were around 75% in man coverage against the Chiefs on Sunday night. So that was totally unexpected. We've heard everyone you know, basically confirm that. I mean, Travis Kelsey said as much today. Um, that was really, really different, and the Chiefs weren't ready for it, and they're having a way harder time beating man coverage without Tyreek Hill, without Sammy Watkins, who like suited up but never really – he spent like a snap or two out there um, against the Colts. So without those two guys out there, the, the talent level drops enough for this offense, that beating beating man coverage has been really difficult for them these last couple of weeks. It's even difficult. You go back to the AFC Championship game. So it, I'm sure they'll be preparing for the Texans to throw a bunch of man coverages at them because that's been the most effective way of stopping the Chiefs' offense that anyone has seen with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So that's really interesting. Um, another thing is is a little bit of a Carlos Hyde revenge game, maybe not not really revenge game, but he was here obviously this preseason and throughout training camp in the preseason he looked totally pedestrian. Um, and and now the Chiefs bring in a run defense defense that has been much maligned. They gave up a million yards of the Colts on 45 carries, although it's only four yards of carry. All, that whole storyline to save you from a 20-minute monologue, I think has been way overblown because the Chiefs run defense and the Chiefs defense altogether, especially against the Colts, didn't give up even 20 points. That has always worked 
for the Chiefs offense. So that that the run defense thing will come up. I'm not super worried about it. I am really concerned to see what happens against man coverages uh, with a team almost certainly trying to use that for the third straight week. Yeah, definitely. I saw some of the Patrick Mahomes postgame press conference, and he brought up that as well. Uh, that's definitely something we're going to be looking for, especially with this defense. And as far as Carlos Hyde, I did I had a chance to talk with him last week. He actually had some great things to say about Kansas City, but you're right. It might be a great revenge match for him. Let's hope it's not a revenge match for Tyron Matthew on the other side of the ball as well. Yeah. You know what? I, I kind of forgot that he was a Texan. That kind of just slipped through for a second. He, he left on great terms, and we all we all just loved having Tyron here. But, you know, he left of his own accord. So he got the money, and he left yeah. good for him. But hopefully he, he got his first interception last week, and, and we just kind of, you know, we just kind of fade into oblivion for one week, and then he can come back and do his thing again. <laughs> I want to tell you, he is uh, he's probably on the team that most needed him this offseason because the safety spot for the Chiefs last year was an absolute nightmare, and – Stability at a Tyron Matthew level is exactly what the secondary needed. It needed it desperately. All right, good stuff. Joshua Briscoe of Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. He also hosts the Chiefs postgame show there as well. Joshua, always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. Maybe we'll talk in the AFC Championship. Ooh, maybe. I would like that. It's a deal. All right, let's just keep all of the New England radio people far out of here. (laughs) Good stuff. Thanks, Joshua. Thank you. It's a lot of fun catching up with Joshua Briscoe and talking Kansas City Chiefs, and I like what he says at the end there. It's, uh, you know, maybe we'll meet up in the postseason. So I would love to see that. And as far as Laramie Tunsil, great interview. But if you do want to know a little bit more about him on the football side, I do have a story up on HoustonTexans.com this week about how the offense is really clicking since he's joined and, and some of his thoughts on last week's performance. The offensive line did not give up a single sack and uh, they hope to keep that ball rolling. So, of course, that's going to do it for our podcast, but you know you can always check out HoustonTexas.com for more. And then before the game, Kansas City, I'll be on Texans Unlimited, presented by Verizon. We'll be hitting the top, uh, the hot stories of the week. We'll also have a Q&A with John Harris. He'll be answering all your fan questions. So be sure to, to log into Facebook and your social media channels and drop us a question if you can before the start of the game. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. And as always, go Texans.